Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome to another Scoutcast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. As always, you're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined... By Seb, Wait, you've got little. What, am I, am I, why am I the only one in the non-hack crew? How's it going, Seb? All right, mate. Going well. Maybe it's because you're the only one that's got some good hair tonight. <laughs> is that what it is? I'll take yeah, I'm, I'm, I am literally wearing a hat because I have long, floppy, terrible hair. Or, oh, do you go full-on Harland if you take it off? Is it like the, the Atalanta badge? Full-on who? <laughs> that's not a name that I, I don't... Exactly. Don't don't get don't use it all yet, mate. Don't use it all yet. I know there's some tempered rage ready to come out. Uh, we're also joined by the other person in the hat crew, Rich. How's it going? Hat plus headphones over the top. I like the look. Yeah, but no floppy hair. No, or floppy floppy anything. I don't know what that means. Actually, let's no. um, yeah, let's move on Seb. from there. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for everybody uh, in the chat tonight. It looks like somebody is in the chat uh, who's taken over the Fantasy Football Scout moniker there, who's telling me that they've ordered me a hat. So thank you so much. Looking forward to wearing that. Uh, So thank you so much for everybody that's in the chat with us tonight. We had an interesting week. My goodness me. We've got over 200 people in the chat already, which usually lets you realise that this has been an interesting week. And maybe one of us had a not-so-nice week, but we're going to bring on to that in a second. Uh, we've got quite a lot to be talking about tonight. We're going to be looking at our points and seeing how the points have gone, with an overemphasis on who our vice-captain was, which doesn't happen most weeks. Then we're going to be looking at Haaland. Everybody's here for it. We're going to be talking about Haaland. What do we do with Haaland? Do we keep him? Do we sell him? Do we wait? What is it you have to do? We're going to be talking about that because we have some varying opinions on that. We're going to be looking at our over or unders as well. We've got some very interesting players that we're going to be talking about there. And then we've got our bus teams, our community team, and a bit of a Q&A at the end as well. So, without any further ado, we're just going to go on to our promotion here as well. There is a promotion going on at the moment for Christmas. If you don't know what to get someone for Christmas and they love fantasy football, why not get them a Fantasy Football Scout premium membership? You can get gift cards as well, so you can actually give somebody a gift card. It's just £25, but if you use the Scout 10 code, 
you get 10% off and it's only 200, uh, £222.50, which is obviously a lot better as well. So uh, make sure you do. It's, it's fantastic. If I got this for Christmas, I'd be chuffed to bits. So moving on to our points. So this is my points this week. I had 59 this week, which was a healthy green arrow of about 90k, which I will very much take this week. Uh, Depravka in goal with two. Since I brought him in, they've conceded a lot of goals. Uh, Saliba with two, Maguire with one, Simakas with two. Defence did not do it for me this week. When have they any week, to be perfectly honest? Saka with two, Son with 17. What an absolute baller he was last game of the week. Uh, destroyed it, and he took the penalty as well, which was what we've been waiting for. Gorn with two, Salah as my vice-captain with 26. Palmer with one, Archer with two, Watkins with two. So only two people on my team actually actually got any returns, and that was Son and Salah uh, with quite a few between them. What's that? 43 between them. Then Haaland captain, which was obviously the massive news. We found out a little bit after deadline that there was rumours that Haaland would not be playing and that he wouldn't even travel, wouldn't even be on the bench, and that obviously occurred. We're not too sure what's going on with his injury, but we're going to get on to that one on the next slide. So he obviously didn't play, and then it went over to my vice-captain, which was Salah. I think this was probably the week where more people logged in after deadline to see who their vice-captain was than any other week. For most people, it seemed like Salah jumped up in ownership to about 160% EO, I think he was. Uh, and Rich, you were lucky as well. You obviously had Salah vice-captain. You picked me by one this week. I did. Um, to, to be honest, I was not in the best of moods yesterday, was I? Um, you I were not. You can attest to that. <laughs> but I did actually get the highest score this week, so I, I, I can't complain too much. I mean, like you, I mean, I got 60 points and it was all Son. And then Salah vice captain, no one else blanked. The things I was annoyed about, and it's probably accumulation of all the bench points I've had in, in weeks gone. Um, I finally got Yao Pedro. He played 90 minutes, not yeah. 90 plus minutes. And then he put up a two pointer. I mean, I'd have, I'd have been really upset if Archer had outscored him because I waited all this time for that moment. Home to Burnley, got him off the bench. He actually played the full game for the first time in a while. And, and nothing, but it was my transfer that annoyed me because um, I, I didn't want to go down the Gordon route. I was dead set on that. <laughs> um, and it just seemed like every player I looked at, I, I ended up going Garnacho. The reason for going Garnacho is I can do Yao Pedro to Solanke this week. Nice. But I mean, that doesn't even matter anymore because Haaland with a, with a flag, everyone can get to Solanke easily. Quite easy. Um, so I went Garnacho over and the options I looked at, I was speaking to Luke. Um, I went to him talking about, should I get Bernardo Silva? Yeah, he was like, "Why didn't you get Grealish?" That's disabled, looked, by the way, isn't I, it? For anybody wondering, is that who Luke, is it? Say it again. Disabled. Oh, disabled Luke. Yeah, Man City expert, resident yeah. Man City expert. Yeah, so I went to him about Bernardo Silva. He suggested Grealish. I looked at it for a while and I was like, "Yes, this is the one." Went <laughs> to do it and I couldn't actually afford it because it was about eleven p.m. at night. And then I was messaging Baker about Richarlison, and yeah, he just didn't think Richarlison would start because the logic there was if Son's out. Richarlison's going to be on penalties yeah. and would be more likely to play. Anyway, I defaulted to go and Garnacho. Um, long story short, I got 60 points. I got a green arrow. So I did get lucky, but I'm feeling hard done by. 60 points, so what were you before this, yeah, overall rank-wise? Um, I think I was 550k. So I'm, yeah, back to 369k. 
Yeah, nice. It's a healthy group. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. It just feels like accumulation of things. I just fancied having a moan, but then obviously I was ranting in the group chat when Seb. It's far far worse off. I'm sorry, Seb. So unhappy. (laughs) He really was. was He had the highest points out of all three of us, and he was in the chat. To be fair, at that point, I don't think Sonna played any, so maybe it did. I chose the I I chose the wrong audience. To be fair, when I was ranting and WhatsApp, did choose your audience. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I mean, yeah. Well, it was like it was the. You lost all, you lost all semblance of like the relatively composed FPL manager you normally are. Because not with Richarlison, because that was our main thing, wasn't it? You were like, oh, I would have got Richarlison. He scored, he scored. But you were saying, I think some of the reasoning was like, oh, because if Son didn't play, he'd be on penalties. It's like it was poor. But Son did play, and Son is on penalties, so that would have been a bad call. You would have got lucky. I mean, I guess who cares, right? You just want to get lucky. It was the way it was funny to see you sort of like just. Just become, just become a very different manager. All of <laughs> it was, it was that afternoon. It was like Bernardo Silva scored, then Grealish scored, yeah. and I was thinking, oh well, at least Richarlison won't score later. And then he scores a brace. And I mentioned it, didn't I, before the Spurs all, game? Hopefully Richarlison won't score. All, all I kept expecting was you to complain one more time and just to see Seb Wassel has left the chat. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah, again, again, it was the wrong order. Seb was very supportive. He was gracious. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Seb. I've brought up your team here, Seb. Obviously, there's a lot of people talk about in the chat because you've been well known to have obviously gone without Haaland for quite a while and done (laughs) very well because of it as well. And obviously, commend you for doing that. But this was not a good week. No, it was not. (laughs) I think I got 43, um, which is all right. Uh, So I'll read through the team and then I'll talk about the, um, the obvious so Raya with two points. Uh, obviously, Arsenal don't do clean sheets despite having the best defence in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallow with one. Simagas with two. Trippier with minus one. Uh, Pedro Porro with five. Saka, two. Son, 17. Palmer, one. Douglas Luiz was one of my transfers with two and is now suspended. Uh, but that's fine because when we need him isn't next week. So as actually, to be fair, mid mid ramp, as Rich pointed out, someone on four yellow cards in you know a villa player ideal time for them to get the the fifth yellow card which is because i don't need him next week well i didn't might now um darwin with two up front of course uh julian alvarez who was my other transfer no he wasn't that was last week <laughs> my <laughs> wish uh 10 points with my vice captain and then a bench of uh, johnston harland gabriel and um bumo and yeah as you can see obviously from the team there's a very big thing that is pretty disappointing and i mean like most of the weekend it felt quite good and then spurs conceded and i mean pedro porra had an assist he was on lots of bonus lost his clean sheet so yeah no i'm gutted about that yeah that's what it is <laughs> isn't it that's what it um, is. yeah obviously so i i brought i brought harlem back in um yeah. and i did it for we spoke about it um i want to say was it like almost a week and a half ago now wasn't it spoke yeah. about it on friday with david as well um was very likely to be Son or Salah out to someone a lot cheaper. So Douglas Louise here. And then I like, originally Darwin or Alvarez could have become Haaland. But I liked the idea of doing Archer to Haaland for the strong front three. Could retain one of Son or Salah. Obviously, I lost Watkins a couple of weeks ago for Alvarez, which also, you know, wasn't a great move either. But would then be able to get Watkins back for one of those other two strikers, which should be fine. Uh, so I ended up doing Salah to Douglas Louise and Archer to Haaland. A couple of other options could have been Trippier to Liveramento and one of Darwin or Alvarez to Haaland. That obviously would have gone a lot better because I would have had the captaincy, uh, the vice captaincy on Salah. Um, but actually, the one I was more annoyed about was Foden. So yeah, Foden did nothing. But what I wanted on Friday night was Salah down to Foden and Archer to Haaland. That felt very, very nice. 
surprised out of that one. Uh, you know, left it Friday night till Saturday morning uh, to see if we got any team news, ironically. <laughs> um, so I couldn't do that one by 0.1. So I decided to go cheap instead so I can get Wemby Watkins in the future or whatever. Douglas Louise, who I think is a nice hold. Didn't go Leon Bailey, um, despite I think he's been great recently and maybe injured now, maybe, yeah. not sure. Sorry, he went off. Yeah. yeah, something like that. But I wasn't 100% confident in minutes over the period I would want him. So I think he got an assist, didn't he? So fair, fair play anyone who went there. But wasn't quite for me. So I went a bit more assured in Douglas Sweeze set pieces, penalties is always nice. And yeah, obviously after ha- literally half the season of not having Haaland, brought Haaland back in in the week that we uh, we didn't know he was injured, didn't travel. What can you do? That's like, there's nothing. I mean, and then Salah, what? Salah got a goal and assist from like one shot, one chance created. So like in terms of losing Salah or Son, I feel like relatively happy in that shout. There was always points potentially left on the table, of course. But Salah goes off to Afghan soon. So Son will disappear for international duty as well shortly afterwards. But in terms of like, you know, the decision of how did I think matches would go, losing Salah instead of Son felt decent, but obviously got absolutely destroyed by the uh, the Haaland misfortune. And yeah, there's nothing we can really do about it, right? I think if anyone's in the similar situation to me, there are two sort of pieces of solace. One is... I recall quite vividly about this time last year, around about Christmas, I was like 90 odd K in the world. Then we had those wild cards. I bought in Darwin. I, I, I got Foden. rid of, no, I brought in Foden because he played Leeds Over last Saka. instead of Saka. And I went up from like 90 K to like 500 K, eventually called my way back to 4K by the end of the season. So going from 117 K, which is where I was on Friday, to what am I, like 180 odd, 190? Yeah. It feels, it looks pretty bad and it feels bad when it happened at the weekend. But actually massively got away with you know losing a captain not having the best vice captain massively got away with that like it's it's recoverable the bigger problem is more what to do you know in the coming week with Harlem potentially injured and stuff so if that's going to be the massive mistake I make this season maybe I'll just take it and run (laughs) yeah and it's funny isn't it because when we were talking about this and you were saying it's not really the points that's annoying me it's the two free transfers used and obviously yeah, the, yeah. The, the injuries and the suspensions and things like that, that's the thing that's more annoying you than anything because planning's obviously become a bit harder for you in terms of Trippier there suspended, Douglas Luiz suspended, Haaland obviously injured and Bumo injured. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's actually a few players there that's tricky. Although, like you said, Douglas Luiz being suspended for this week when you need him for the blank actually could be mm. a bit of a blessing. I've got the same with Charlie Taylor. He got his fifth booking. He's suspended, but I need him for the blank. So actually, it's not too bad. But it's it's yeah. just that I had exactly the same a couple of weeks ago, like I was saying to Rich before the stream, saying that when I went off Gordon, it felt like I was already ahead of where I needed to be. And obviously, then I made that move, which set me back. So And it kind of feels the same, obviously, if you would have held. But in what world would you have held in terms of this was your plan and you had no idea? How oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I think, again, I don't mean to be too self-indulgent here. So apologies if we're dwelling on it for too long. But like, this is one of those, I think the no Harlem plan went fine. Mm. Certainly could have gone, but like Luke, again, we mentioned him earlier, is, well, he was about 10K. Now he's about 30K because he yeah. did a very similar thing to me, had the same experience. But with his no Harlem <laughs> team, so he, had, he had like Trent, right? He had Trent and I think he had Poro as well. Yeah. So he's done really, really well. He's you know done better than me. So I think the no Harlem plan was pretty solid. You could have done well with Harlem as well. Of course, it wasn't it wasn't a mutually exclusive thing. And then the reversing it for Luton, one of the worst teams in the league where Harlem would be massively captained. Yes, there's a blank. But as you can see, I had a team that could handle the blank. He has lovely other fixtures. I think the plan made a lot of sense. So if there was a takeaway from this again for anyone who's in a similar situation to me it's it's don't like look at this and you know burn those plans and think it's all gone terribly wrong and you're awful at the game that 
maybe I'm awful at the game. But in this situation, it's just a, a filthy, un- unlucky blow, isn't it? And yeah. you've kind of got to, you kind of just got to roll and carry on. I mean, you can finish the season absolutely fine, basically, no matter what happens in any single week. So really don't let it get you down. Yeah. You can't really script this. As in, we, we obviously, a risk you took was that Harlan could punish you. And he has, but just not not in like the orthodox <laughs> yeah. way. It's like yeah. in the he, most roundabout he found, way. He found a way to get me. He did, even when you bought him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he knew, man. He knew exactly. And the talk of this week is all going to be about Harland because he is the most expensive player on the game. There is only one striker that's anywhere near him this season in terms of Watkins, and he is ridiculously more less expensive than Haaland is so obviously all the talk is going to be about Haaland now I've got down here at the bottom so obviously he's injured we don't know exactly how long he's injured for it says he's got a what is it a stress fracture is that what it is I can't remember the exact word I think it's not a fracture so whatever that something. means bone stress it's not a stress okay. fracture it's a stress we should have looked this up really he's stressed his, his ankle is stressed of just not being in my FPL yes, team yes his, his ankle is stressed <laughs> and so uh, we don't really know how long he's out for by the sounds of things we're hearing varying reports about what we're going to be expecting from him moving forward in terms of when he's going to play there was the indication that maybe he'll play against Crystal Palace Pep came out and said I don't think so then obviously he's got the blank game week and then he's got Everton and Sheffield United in the next two after that so it's very kind of up in the air at the moment but he is 14 million of players of a player that we're not really sure when he's going to be next be playing he's 84% owned 83.9% owned as you can see on the graphic on here now i put a tweet up today i got almost 2000 votes on it saying what are our initial thoughts on harland do we keep him or do we sell him in its brexit levels of voting in terms of its 45% to 54% like it is really close as to what people are going to do in other words we're not really sure and everybody's kind of 50-50 as to what they're going to do with him. Now, we have to have the chat about what we're going to do about Haaland. Obviously, we all own him. Seb, you're a more recent owner than uh, than myself and Rich. But Rich, if I start with you, just talk us through your thinking at the moment on Haaland. Because this is definitely... Uh, don't get me wrong, we're going to wait, obviously, for the re- probably most of the week. Because whoever we want to move to is going to be cheaper than him. But what's your initial thoughts on it at the moment? I mean, ideally, we wait and find out a clear answer but i don't think that's going to happen and i think i think a lot of this we're just gonna have to assume he's out unless we hear otherwise because i mean everything seems to be leaning towards he is out you mentioned obviously pep's interview didn't you but there was an eight minute interview and he basically said harlem wouldn't play for play against palace maybe saudi arabia which is the club world cup but then later in that same interview he was asked again and said maybe maybe yeah he could he could make the palace game but that's just typical pep and i think people in the chat have mentioned it you know some norwegians have done some digging and seen that yeah. within um pep's own family mini league there's people in his hometown they've all sold him um it, whether it's for free or whether it's for hits yeah um i guess there's a lot to take away with that i mean if you knew harlem was out and they're playing luton i think the switch to alvarez is quite easy even if you're then going to go back to him because mm. you i mean let's be honest we all got salivized captain if we knew before the deadline i think you're what of- sorry mate We'd have bought Alvarez and we'd have, we'd have captained him, for Ooh. example. Wait, what did I say there? What did I say we, wrong? We all got Salah vice captain. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I meant... Uh, oh, gosh. Wow. I've got to be careful how I speak. Uh, sorry, Rich, I, 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 might, I might buy Richarlison. Rich knew what he was doing. Rich knew what he was doing. <laughs> Us OG Harlan owners. 
those of us those of us despite the massive blunder still not the top ranked on the scout cast i i, I do apologize all right, all right. i can only say that because we're all outside like the top 100 if we were like if one of us were like 10k it sounds awful but we're, <laughs> yeah. we're all doing all right you know so what would you be, be doing then, well, Rich? Isn't there like only a couple of points sorry tangent there but i was because you mentioned it was it last week andy yeah. i fully expect this to be like a total flip between our ranks it is because there's, there's a few hundred K between us. It is very, very tight. I know we've been saying this literally for half a season, but it still is very, very tight between probably any rank that you could desire it's, in it's, four or five months time. It's around 20 points between you and Rich, I believe. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, but Rich, so what are you saying to do then with Haaland? Are you, are you saying sell him? Because we don't know whether he's going to play. We don't know whether he's going to play against Crystal Palace. Then he's got the blank game week. Are you saying sell 14 million on your bench? How can you have 14 million just sat there on your bench? You can get another player in for two weeks. Or are you saying keep him because actually you need to use a transfer to get him out. You need to use a transfer to get him in. And you've probably got other fires elsewhere. Let's work with the assumption he's out. Because I think if if he's fit, we're just going to keep him. Um, So yeah, let's say he is out or it seems very, very likely he's out. I have no problem with selling him. But I think there will be some teams out there that can just hold him. For, mm. for two weeks like I, I really do i mean just looking at my team for example if i had watkins instead of darwin i could you yep i could you pedro up to solanke basically have harland on on the bench and yeah. quite happily just just carry that through um i mean i think the alternative strikers we'll probably get to those but it's basically solanke alvarez um and watkins they're going to be the three you want to look at so it really does depend, you know, how your team's going to look over the next two and whether you're, you know, you're happy with your defenders, happy with your midfielders and can cover it, you know, a 3-5-2, 4-5-1 next week. Um, I mean, if you've got if you've got a defender that will play, you know, this week, would you just play that defender, even if they've got an awful fixture, would you just play them knowing that you're probably going to get more from a Haaland replacement than you would from a defender? You know, for, for instance, you could move up to... I don't know, even a Newcastle defender, it might not even be a, an upgrade. But if you could if you could downgrade Haaland to a, another striker, is that a better move than trying to, you know, fix your defender that's at least going to play? The weird thing this week is obviously we can't go Trippier because Trippier's suspended. So you yeah. can't really spend that money. I mean, yeah, you could go to Liveramento, who's probably going to play at right back. But despite them being at home, um, they've got Champions League mm. midweek as well. I mean, I think Solanke is better than most of the defenders this week. I think that's quite clear because obviously he's at, he's at home to Luton. Um, so I'd rather have Solanke than the defender. But then it's if you do you have Watkins or not? If you don't have Watkins, mm. you're probably going to want him next week. Um, a lot of people are saying Watkins is the best captain next week. I'm still not sure on that. I think Son might push him close yeah. or might actually be the better captain next week, mm. despite not playing Sheffield United, who are potentially improving anyway. So. I, I mean, in an ideal world, let's say I was wildcarding this week, I think the best strikers are, are Alvarez, Solanke and Watkins, and then a close mention to Darwin, who I don't think is actually that bad. Mm. I mean, Seb, Rich said it there about um, about Haaland. And is, is there a bit of a cautionary tale there in terms of do not spread the funds? So if you are going to sell Haaland, for instance, he mentioned maybe you could move up to Trippier, does that make it incredibly hard to get him back? For instance, if he is back for Everton away and we're going to want to get him straight back in again, spreading those funds seems maybe not the best idea. It depends when you want him back, right? Mm. So if it's within two transfers time, so three game weeks 
I guess, as it were, then spreading it obviously means you're spending, presumably, unless you're spreading, but selling then Salah, maybe. This makes it harder, but I guess, I wonder if that's the thing. If when Everton come around on the 27th of December, Salah has, I think, Salah, annoyingly, is it on the 30th he has Burnley, I want to say? I'll just have a look so I don't talk absolute nonsense. I'll look at Darwin because I don't own Salah. Uh, 19th, yeah, 26th of December. So in game week 19, uh, Liverpool have Burnley away. It's preceded by Man United and Arsenal, followed by Newcastle. And then there's a big break in which Salah will be off. So Newcastle on the first. And then there's a break to Bournemouth and Salah won't be around for Bournemouth, presumably. Um, So I think like there is a scenario where you could spread and then contract again because you're sort of selling Salah instead. So you're mm-hmm. finding the funds in Salah rather than having to like make money transfers to uh, to work it again. So you're swapping Salah to Haaland then, effectively. I guess that could work. But generally, yeah, I would agree with the idea that, especially if you're involving hits, you don't want to be spending too much. And we're recording, obviously, on Monday. The deadline's on Friday this week. There is the best part of a week to hear more about Haaland, whether it's from Pep, whether it's from, you know, leaks or or just learning a bit more about, you know, anything that's out there, learning more about the injury. We'll probably have a better idea than we do now on Haaland. So I would wait if I could. I suppose people may be in the position where they have an ideal setup. Maybe that's like Haaland to Watkins and a defender to Trent or whatever it is. That means they need like 0.1 left over in the bank to make it work in that situation yeah you'll probably feel the pressure to take it early but i'd still be tempted to wait because i think the important thing over this period is getting yourself set up nicely again from 20 onwards Mm -hmm. and that period may not include salah and then very shortly afterwards son and then there's obviously this blank and potential double which we've still not heard about maybe we will i'm not so sure um Mbumo probably won't be involved in that so maybe we're less worried about getting Brentford assets but I still think it would be worth one or two if you could but City have lovely fixtures all around this period so even discarding Haaland while we probably don't want triple City for 18 we might want triple or at the very least double City at some point soon so I think it's more about setting your team up to get through this next period and not hyper-focusing too much on Haaland even though right now it obviously feels like the big issue in our teams. Yeah, and, and you've hit the nail on the head a little bit there in terms of how we're using our transfers. Because, as I said earlier, if you're going to sell Haaland, get Haaland back potentially for, for the Everton fixture, then after the next fixture, you're going to be looking at getting Salah and Son out because they're both going to be out for quite a while then because the next fixture is the 13th of January. And I believe they're both going to be gone by then. I could be wrong there, but I think that's right. And then Son in particular won't be back until beginning so, of February. So, say again, date-wise, sorry? Uh, so that Newcastle fix, so the 13th of January, Salah and Son will yeah. be gone by then, won't they? Yeah. Son, I think Son... Salah, Son potential- Son's a little bit later. Salah's first. So Son potentially could only miss like one or two games. It depends how far yeah, South Korea get. Because hmm. there is actually a gap in the Premier League as well, um, which which helps that little bit, doesn't it? Because we've got like a two-week break. Yeah, so from roughly the 1st to like the 20th-ish, there aren't any Premier League games because we have the FA, FA Cup in there. Um, and then obviously not a weekend of Premier League. So there's effectively a two-week gap in terms of what we care about for FPL, at which point Salah will have gone. Um, And also if we presume Egypt will get far, which they may well do, he will probably be gone for the best part of the tournament. Whereas, as Rich said, I think Son, sort of my head, I think he leaves later. I think the tournament starts later. And also South Korea may be less fancy than Egypt relatively, although I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Just to go back to... 
um i don't want to sound too much like praz here um but i know this is something he would say and it's about it's quite interesting because obviously there's a very very short turnaround time so obviously man city go away um to saudi arabia we're hoping you know that he's then back for the, for this everton game i say we're hoping but you know if you hold harland or you've got a plan to get harland back in on the 27th of december in the evening 8 15 kickoff um wednesday the 27th of december they've got that game against everton and then on Saturday, they play at lunchtime at home to Sheffield United. So it's a really, really short turnaround. So then you've got the question of, and I don't know if you want to gamble on it, is Harlan going to play both games? We probably will have more idea once, you know, the Club World Cup's out of the way because we can see how much, you know, he plays in that. There is also that. But then do you want to be the person who gambles and then he does play against Everton, he does play against Sheffield United? Yeah. It, it's it's genuinely quite a tough choice to have to make. I mean, it's great because we want these kind of choices, but it's probably come at one of the worst times because of the other suspensions and injuries that have happened. And Seb, if we go back to you now then, so if we go to the assumption that he will not be available for Crystal Palace, so he's going to miss two game weeks, is he a sell or a hold for you? Well, as in so, he's not available for Palace and obviously yeah. then he has a blank. Yeah. I think, I feel like that's partly what we're trying to, wait to find out because i think mm-hmm. there's a fair assumption that he misses palace but then a lot of this conversation is somewhat agnostic of that as long as you have a team because as mentioned you know it's two transfers in two weeks and if you're trying to spread funds that's why then it gets tough i think the seller song things comes in there where you effectively maybe you're transferring them out to get harlem back so if he got if he had palace i think there's no scenario anyone sells mm-hmm I don't think anyone would sell. Like maybe they'd sell in eighteen if they were going to. That's 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 fair enough. So I think it's more about whether we think he then makes what comes after the blank. Hmm. And if you were to sell, Seb, who would be front running for you? If you if you had any options, you did maybe Harlem was your only striker. If you had to sell him, at, or you wanted to sell him, and you wanted to go to another striker, who would you be going to? Do you think? Sorry, my friend, I don't mean to mute myself. Um, so I think Rich mentioned uh, Watkins, Alvarez and Solanke. Obviously, slightly different tastes there. Solanke more of an, an enabler, but still very, very good in his own right. An analytics favourite as well. The only other one I'd add to the list is if we got Newcastle. Mm. Effect, I guess injuries is what you need, right? You need one of them to get injured and one of them to be fit because they have nice fixtures. They are very, very good players. So... And a good price. Isak or Wilson could be nice, but while both of them are fit, especially with tight fixtures, I don't think you can do that. So it probably is the three that Rich mentioned. Yeah. And Rich, you mentioned Alvarez as well. It, I, it sticks a little bit with me where Alvarez, obviously that Crystal Palace home fixture is nice, but then to, to bring in another City forward that's going to also blank in, in 18, does, does it seem a little bit risky or do you think the upside's enough because of the other three games around it? I mean, I don't think the blank... If you're selling Haaland, for example, for Alvarez, I don't think the blank's a problem. People sold in Bumo last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're then not going to potentially not have many, if any, City players either. So I, th- I think you can quite easily car- carry Alvarez through. Mm-hmm. You've almost then got the reverse hedge, that if there's any doubt over over Haaland, you yeah. know, coming out of the Club World Cup, you've got Alvarez, who potentially is one of the best captains in those two game weeks, especially the Sheffield United game. Yeah. So, I mean, that that could be a good option because I think it's quite easy to to carry him through. Um, whether I'd captain in this game week at home to Palace, I'm I'm not sure. We, we'd assume he gets penalties, but I don't think that's been confirmed. I'd need to look into that like a little bit more. 
I'd probably still, be, still, still feel better rather with the with the Salah captain. Yeah. But yeah, Alvarez, I think, is very, very tempting. Hmm. One thing I just want to throw in from uh, Spartans in the chat, just adding some information so that people listening later get the best information we can offer, or if it's wrong, blame Spartans, not us, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, says that for, for info, there is only one day difference between the start of AFCON and the Asia Cup. Egypt and South Korea, respectively, are currently fifth favourites with the bookies for each of their respective competitions. So I think I mentioned earlier, basically saying Salah would go earlier than Son and Salah might get further. It sounds like, to be fair, based on that information there, based on the odds, it's probably pretty even. I guess we'd keep an eye on that. We'd monitor it as the the competitions evolve, right? If one of them's going to come home on a Wednesday and there's a match on a Saturday, maybe there's a chance they make it. That would affect our transfers, of course. But that's something we'll have to monitor and we can't really guess any better than the information Spartans has just kindly shared there. Very nice. Right. And obviously the the other thing that we haven't mentioned, although I think Rich touched on it just a little bit earlier as well, is that, no, I think it was Seb, sorry, was that if we get any indication that he's going to play against the Palace, then obviously he's he's a hold. And a lot of people seem to be going early. Quite a few people, especially if they've got two free transfers, want to make those two, sw- two uh, transfers quite quickly. Seems quite, I don't know, quite risky. Maybe, maybe I'm that. missing something there, but I don't, other than sort of just wanting to shake that Harlem voodoo off, I don't know why you'd go early. I no. guess it must be budget things, right? It must be, I have a plan. If prices change, I'm priced out and and I don't have a, a backup plan. I understand that. I'd obviously encourage people to look for a backup plan. Brilliant, says the guy whose plan just went to, went to nonsense. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be, if possible, I wouldn't be going early because just imagine he's fit for Palace. And like, yeah. it's Pep, it's Harland. Of all the teams and players in the league where you'd go, oh, he's fine and he scored four goals, it'd, it'd be them, wouldn't it? And I I, Rich, I just wanted to mentioned... say, I think there is a scenario where you can go early. I mean, Ooh. I'm actually in that, I'm in that scenario at the moment. Not selling Haaland. I'm not talking about selling Haaland. Oh. But for example, I've got the exact, well, not the exact money, but it's very, very, very tight. And I haven't got Watkins to go from Pedro up to Solanke. Mm-hmm. Um, because the moves I'd be looking at potentially um, would be to bring in Solanke for Pedro, and then if I if I want to, I might do a hit Harlan to Watkins. Yeah, but yeah, they're obviously what, independent transfers. So if your second, tra- if your first transfer doesn't affect the second, I think you can because so, I've got this whole plan of transfers where I'm I, there's so very little be, wiggle room. Would this be you're doing? Was it Pedro to? I'm doing Pedro to Solanke. So if say someone had the so exact Pedro money to Solanke in isolation, that doesn't rely on Harland. No, it's it's completely irrelevant. To and Harland. then and then if Haaland is definitely out, you'd be taking a hit to bring in Watkins instead. I wouldn't have to, right? What, potentially. So but, I don't have your team in front of me, but assuming you can field eleven and they're an all right eleven, why would you, why would you take a hit to have Watkins, you know, four points behind whoever your bench option would be? Because I've got, I've got this without going into my specific team too much. There's a whole plan. I haven't got Watkins, for example. It looks like he's actually rising tonight. Um, Darwin's probably going to drop once or twice. I've got about 0.2, 0.3 wiggle room. Solanke's going to go up. Um, so, so basically, it's funds like to get through the blank game week. So, I, th- I think if someone's got that scenario, like I'd say it's probably more common with someone like Archer, and you've got very little wiggle room, and you're very, very set. You want Solanke. I don't think it's that big a problem. And yes, my bench. I mean, I've got Ganacho away at Anfield. So, is that a, is that a bench player? <laughs> mm. 
I mean, and, you brought him in last week, surely, surely. Yeah, I just, I just think people, because there are people obviously without Watkins, um, where we have to think about possibly a way to get Watkins in. Oh, I, I don't have Watkins, yeah. I, so I yeah. think I think Son is the best captain in 18. Based on the information we have now, I think he's the best captain. And I think it's really I agree, clear I agree. But there's a lot like, of people saying that Watkins is the best captain. Yeah. Okay, uh, fair, fair, fair enough. So I think if you have Son, that removes that I must get Watkins. If you don't have Son or Watkins, you probably don't have the two best captains in that week. Probably. I like to have the best captain and vice captain, though. Oh, I wouldn't know about that, mate. That was that was good thing. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry. Wow. Uh, oh, to be fair, I had Son, so <laughs> it have been fine. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. Just should have actually vice captain him, not Alvarez. Um, but yeah, so I think... I think if you don't have either of them, I understand the desire to get one, if not both. But if you do have one, obviously, then you can double their points, all, all two of them, probably. And I think Watkins is a really good get for that week, but not one of those essential, I must be taking minus fours to do it. I think if you can get 11 out, you know, there are other Villa players as well, if you just really fancy that fixture. I think it's okay to go without if you're having to really stretch, like if you're not, definitely get Watkins. But it's, if it's going to cost you a minus four and potentially, you know, reshuffling, sacrificing a Haaland, having a Haaland problem later, maybe, maybe don't get too obsessed by that move. See, I'm quite anti-hit, but I do think, and I know we're getting way too much into transfers here, but I do, I do think like there's, you know, we've just had Mbumo get injured. Then we've had Haaland get injured. I, I think we can justify hits to ourselves. I think, you know, that's quite a lot of injuries that's happened. Like back to back, pretty much season keepers, both of them. Yeah, but I don't think. I mean, I don't think what you've just said justifies a hit in like in isolation. The logic there, because Mbumi's been injured, because Harlan's been injured, because whoever else has been injured, that doesn't mean I have to take a hit just because players I've had for a while. But that's what I tell myself to make myself feel better. Oh yeah, it's, I feel like it's one of those like, oh, everyone's taking a hit and therefore it's fine. It's like. No, don't take a hit and be four points up on everyone. Like it's all it's always the same value, right? Unless doubles, blanks, can't field a team, etc. I think we can justify it to ourselves and make it sound like it's fine, but it's always four points. Mm. I I would love to move on to the next bit about Harlem, but I'm still <laughs> mentally recovering from that attack Rich did on Seb just then about the vice. Oh, I am sorry, Seb. <laughs> literally like i was thinking was should i say it and, you know oh, you know when you do, listen to something do. you don't really know what to say <laughs> uh, anyway, i get that reaction a lot i don't uh, know why yeah i wonder why uh rich just very quickly before we finally move off harlan i think it's the longest we've ever been on a segment for uh but we do have almost a thousand people watching so thank you so much for cu- uh, for tuning in to us tonight before we move off this rich now Obviously, I talked to um, Mark Southerns before we stream, and he has got that little bit of a feeling that this might be a bit of a smokescreen from Pep, that it's a kind of, oh, yeah, he's injured, but actually he's going to be absolutely fine for Crystal Palace, and actually he's just, you know, overplaying his injury. In your opinion, I know you've mentioned already about kind of going early, there could be a viable strategy there, but yours wasn't about selling Haaland early, was it? Waiting for news this week seems extremely sensible, doesn't it? With Haaland, yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the the thing is, though, I guess having a blank as well it probably does reduce the risk of it, doesn't it? Mm. Because, I mean, yeah, if he ends up playing, you know he's not going to play the next week. Yeah. So it's not like a normal game week, like, at all. It's kind of, like, it's quite fortunate if you do sell early that you've got a blank afterwards anyway. So it actually could end up paying off. Um, but no, I would try and wait as long as possible. And yeah, despite what I just said, 
I've obviously got a very specific route in my mind where every point one counts and I'm quite set potentially on going that way. So I think there are scenarios, especially, you know, if you really, really wanted Solanke, that was all my point was. And otherwise you're going to be priced out. I think yeah, he looks like a great asset to have now. Yeah. Um, if you're really looking in the future, he's the best captain in game week 28 when um, Liverpool play Man City, um, <laughs> for, for example. So I'm, I'm just saying, obviously his trajectory is on the up. Him yeah. scoring is annoying because his price is going up. Um, but yeah, I, w- I, I would try and hold off on Haaland. Yeah, yeah. If he was out longer, I mean, actually, that's kind of an irrelevant point I was going to yeah, make. We don't know. But yeah, yeah. For, for what it's worth, as well, I don't, I don't think there's any ruse involved here. Like Haaland wasn't in the squad at all. If he was being rested, I, I don't know why Pep would lie about that. And I would imagine he would be on the bench just in case they were one nil down at half time. You know, I don't think he would just lie about injury. You know, it's not international duty. He doesn't have to protect him from anyone else and then leave him out completely if he was just trying to rest him, which to be fair, isn't really something he's done in the last year. You know, over a year ago, I remember being on the side of thinking Harlem would get many fewer minutes than he has. And I guess, ironically, I've finally come full circle and been punished by having too much confidence in his fitness and his minutes. But there was a time when we definitely thought he would he would play less than he has. And I think he's played basically every moment he's been available, apart from, you know, actual injury, which I think this one is. A lot of people in the chat, by the way, are saying as well, if his own dad has sold him an FPL then we can definitely sell him too. So I mean, but, I think I think I think I think that's a good shout. Like that does suggest that his dad knows he'll be he'll be out for a little bit. Or his dad's just a trigger happy FPL manager, mate. Yeah. I mean if he, it was, was one point two million. If it, if, it, <laughs> yeah, if it was my dad, I mean he'd be doing it just because of me. Uh right. He wouldn't have owned you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would never have owned me. He wouldn't be playing FPL. He'd be like, nope, <laughs> never. Uh right, moving on to our over or under section now. Now, this is quite an interesting one, obviously, this week, because there's a lot of strikers on here. There's also some players that aren't strikers, but there's a lot of strikers on here. So For people that haven't watched Over or Under before, we have three weeks for the player that we are going to mention, and then we're going to try and decide whether we think they're going to go over or under the projected points. Obviously, some are going to be lower, some are going to be higher, but it's worth talking about. So, we've got Solanke up first. He's got Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home. Bournemouth are probably one of the most informed teams in the league at the moment, scoring goals for fun, beating... Fantastic teams for fun as well. Rich, we've got him as 14.5 points with those three lovely fixtures. What do you think? Over or under 14.5 points? Without wanting to jinx him, he's going to play every single minute mm-hmm. or close enough of those games. So I, th- I, th- I think that's an easy over. Do you think that's an easy over? Yep. Seb, what do you think? Over! Yeah. See, this is the thing for me. Like, I... My move this week is likely, unless Haaland's going to play against Palace, is likely Haaland to Solanke. Because I could just see Solanke getting points in these next three fixtures. I really can. And yeah, we've got to talk about it when I get to it in a minute. But you've just both gone comfortably over. And I completely agree with both of you. I am quite biased and attached, though, because I have bought Garnacher in my team to enable it. So yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, just just continue blindly with the plan. He will. I love the idea that you've had to buy Garnacher to enable... And also really cheap striker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <'Cause>... <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, uh, Isaac is up next. Uh, he's got Fulham at home, Luton away, Nottingham Forest at home. I mean, again, these fixtures are just absolutely beautiful. They're exactly the same as Bournemouth's. Uh, so we've got 12.5 for oh, him yeah. there. Yeah, 12.5 for him there, Seb. 12.5 for a player because we're assuming there might be a little bit of rotation. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, I'd love to just bang out another over here and be super confident, but there's every chance he loses 50% of those minutes to Wilson. And at that point, it becomes tougher. Mm-hmm. I will give you a real tentative over because obviously 12.5 for a striker, say two goals in a match. So four, four, eight, turn up for 10 and then obviously take home the bonus could probably clear it in one match, which I think is possible. But say he doesn't score against Fulham. Hey, well, you know, scoring goals and, and keeping clean sheets for fun at the moment. Maybe you'd start being a bit more nervous about it, but I'll give you over for now. Rich? So I've got him at 12 in my head, so I'm going for an under. I can just see, I can see a nine-pointer, definitely, like his score, but I think there will be a bench in it. I mean, a lot of, we'll see what happens in the Champions League. That will probably, well, actually, it probably won't help us predict his minutes, but we can pretend it would be easier to predict his minutes after the Champions League. So, yeah, I'm going under. Yeah. But, I mean, he could, he literally, he's the kind of player, he could be anything. You know, he could double that, or he could get three points, and I... Yeah, quite quite volatile. Pedro Porro's up next, Rich. So he's got Nottingham Forest away. Forest seem to everybody seems to be playing Forest. Uh, they got Nottingham Forest away, then uh, Everton at home, and Brighton and Hove Albion away. Twelve point five are given him at the moment. He is extremely popular at the moment for a good reason as well. What do you think? Twelve point five over or under? I don't see many clean sheets. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over, but I could see it being like five five two, which would be twelve. Mm. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Fair enough, Seb. See, I'm going to go just under, but for similar reasoning to Rich. So I think this weekend was a really good example. He got the assist, was on a clean sheet, and I think was on for about 12 points with that. Yeah. Dropped down to five when they conceded. (laughs) Everton, despite their place in the table, even if you give them their 10 points back, their underlying numbers are excellent for for that level of team, um, especially their attacking numbers. So I don't think Spurs keep a clean sheet to Everton. And we know, we know Brighton. I don't think they keep a clean sheet there either, especially, you know, they've got their own injuries in defence. We've seen that that has been a struggle for them the last few weeks, even if the attack is still okay. So I think you're probably relying on at least multiple attacking returns or a clean sheet bonus and attacking returns in, say, the Forest match. So I think he just struggles to clear it. Raul Jimenez up next. I don't know whether we're about five years in the past now, but Raul Jimenez is cleaning up at the moment. Fulham cannot stop scoring goals. I I think we mentioned about three, four weeks ago about Fulham midfielders never intending to get them. And obviously, Willian and Awobi and Andreas Pereira have been cleaning up. And Raul Jimenez is as well. And obviously, he could be on pens as well if Willian's out at the moment. So 11.5 are projecting him at the moment. He's got Newcastle away, one of the toughest fixtures. But Newcastle have certainly been conceding goals at the moment. Then Burnley at home and Bournemouth away. Seb, what do you think? 11.5 for Jimenez. There was a time, I think was it two years ago, that I had Raul Jimenez and Patrick Bamford in my team and other people were getting Cristiano Ronaldo and I was adamant <laughs> that those two, obviously those two would outscore him because it's two players versus one, but that team set up would outscore the Ronaldo team. Pleasingly, it did. I think it was by like one point in the end, so it was a very Pyrrhic victory. Um, but I think times have moved on. Yeah, full of have looked very, very good in the last few weeks, and Jimenez has benefited from that. But I think that Newcastle fixture is tough. 
Burnley at home, Bournemouth away. Bournemouth have improved, at least on an upward trend. So I think while he may get points, he may come just under that because how they're scoring at the moment is probably a ceiling rather than like an average or, or God, God forbid, a floor. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Rich? Oh, it's tough. I own him in my draft team purely because... I do as well. <laughs> all, all the other strikers were picked, so yeah. it's like, I'll just go for the... That's probably a really good one, to be fair, as well, because yeah. like, everyone ignoring him and then just get it uncontested, yeah. <laughs> There's not many strikers in, in fantasy this year when everyone's got three. Um, yeah. I'm going to go over. I mean, I don't feel overly confident about it. He doesn't see... I, from memory, he doesn't get 90 minutes every week. He's not on penalties. Although... Well, Willian's injured, isn't he? But does it just go back to Andreas or... I mean, they both got... Uh, uh, Raul Jimenez, especially when he was at Wolves, he was a very good penalty taker. He had a very good conversion. Rate. Was, oh, it, yeah, and he was good on tough. bonus, wasn't he? Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. You've got these lines really close, though. That, Thank you. Like, a lot of them I thought is going to be a half under or half over. I'm going to go half over for Himmy. Do you know what? Himmy? Why did I call him that? I have no idea. Himmy. <laughs> Raul Himmy. Yeah. Um, somebody complained once saying, why do we just use Andy's arbitrary things? And actually, there's very, very rare that you guys go, oh, that's an easy one. Like, I'm usually not too far away because I just make these up. I um, think you've improved. I think the early ones were oh, a little bit. Stop. Like you'd have like Salah uh, over five games, like six. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, just looking at uh, him and his penalty record, by the way, uh, on, on transfer market, that is. So take that as correct if you want. Uh, 36 taken. 34 scored, two missed. That yeah. is excellent. Yeah. And he scored yeah. one against Burnley that wiped out all my clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Julian Alvarez up next. He's got Crystal Palace at home, then a blank, then Everton away. 9.5 I projected him at the moment. What do you think, Rich? Got to go over. You know, if we're assuming Haaland's out, got to go over. But obviously, prediction over two games is harder than the three. But yes, I'm going over. So, Does Haaland out mean more points for Alvarez? It means he's on penalty. It means my he's assumption on penalties. is, yeah, penalties. Is he definitely, okay. though? Why, I mean, I don't know about definitely. he's on pens? I don't know about definitely. I mean, to be fair, he's taken them when Haaland... Who, I, I think he is. I'd be pretty confident in saying there isn't anyone else, unless I'm being an idiot, there's no one else on that team, on that field, that regularly has taken pens. And Alvarez has taken them in the past when Haaland hasn't played, like when he's subbed off or when he's not been available in the team. Edison, mate. Oh, no, good point. Point taken. Imagine, no, I, imagine I, that. Chemistry. I withdraw my argument. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, so Neil. Um, I assume it's Neil, but on Fantasy Football Scout, they've obviously got the the penalty takers, and it's Harland, Alvarez, De Bruyne. Yeah. Okay. In the, in that order. Then Edison. Um, I I don't know. Oh, um, maybe it's maybe my screen's like this monitor's too small, so possibly you have to possibly. someone will have to scroll right. Just keep scrolling. Know. Keep scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and last up, and I'm, I I know I've been doing this in an order, but I'm going to go to Rich first on this one because it's Richarlison next. He's got Nottingham Forest away, Everton at home, Brighton away. 14.5. Chat have been giving me stick. 14.5 for Richarlison. From everything we've been hearing, he's going to be playing up top now. Son's going to be playing on the left. What do you think, Rich? 14.5 points, midfielder, playing up top for Spurs in this Ange team, over or under? I don't want to overreact to, to, to the game yesterday. <laughs> And obviously, these games are going to be before the Asia Cup, so I'm teeing you he's up not here, on pens. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm going to go under. I am going to go under. I'm not I'm not going to overreact. But if it wasn't for the Harland injury, I'd genuinely think about doing Gonacho to Richarlison this week. So I, I do like him, but I just think fourteen and a half seems very very high. Um, you know, it's the same as 
Lord Solanke, for example. Who doesn't get clean sheet points and doesn't get the extra point for a goal. Well, Spurs don't get clean sheets. So that's... that's very true. Seb, what do you think? Are you going to you going to overreact? <laughs> maybe, but I'm going to underscore him. Yeah. Uh, I, he played, uh, maybe we don't take too much information from this, but he played up front at the start of the season and was fine, but didn't really return any FPL points. And I don't think he had the underlying numbers that suggested he was just being unlucky or anything. Absolutely. Could be playing better now. Spurs could be playing better. It could be working better for him, for sure, because Son was poor at wide at the beginning of the season as well. Then he came centre and did much better and seemed to maintain that despite playing wider this week. So sure, things can change, but 14.5 is quite a lot of points for a player who I don't think has found that that consistent scoring at Spurs yet. And hey, Forrest is an all right fixture, but Everton and Brighton aren't 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 bankers so yeah i think under 14.5 which is a big target to aim for fair enough right let's move on to our bus teams then so this is my bus team this is without any transfers done yet so i've got depravka in goal saliba Simakas, and maguire at the back at the moment because taylor got suspended Saka, Gordon, Son, Salah and Palmer in midfield with Salah as my captain at the moment. That's how much faith I have in my own team. I love in my midfield, obviously. And then Haaland and Watkins up top at the moment. If I were to do no transfers and to roll, then I'd be playing Archer against Chelsea away, which might not be that bad considering how Chelsea are playing at times at the moment. I am almost certain, I'm going to obviously wait for news, I'm almost certain I'm going to be doing Haaland and Solanke this week. I have one point nine in the bank at the moment not that I need that to do the Harland Solanke move by the way but I have 1.9 in the bank and I was 0.1 away I think from doing Archer to Solanke which is the move I wanted to do it was either that or I was going to try and do Maguire to Trippier or even do Maguire to just any Newcastle defender before the Harland injury because I wanted those Newcastle players for the lovely run they've got for the next three weeks but what I've looked at doing now is probably going to be doing Harland to Solanke then moving Mitchell to a Newcastle defender next week, or a Newcastle defender or someone that's cheaper than Mitchell, and then I can go back up to Haaland from Archer, basically. So go literally the lowest <laughs> lowest striker you can get to the highest striker you can get in one hit. We'll see Archer what happens. to Haaland, I can recommend. Yeah, we can we can we can see what happens, but that's that's my rough plan at the moment. I think captaincy will be Salah. Uh, Salah at home to Man United. Could just be silly, to be perfectly honest. Uh, if it wasn't here, I've got um, Palmer on the uh, vice captaincy at the moment. Uh, and I wasn't going to think too much about that. But then I remembered Seb's story of woe. And I thought, oh, God, no, actually, maybe I should think about this a little bit more. But it is on him at the moment. But, yeah, I think, yeah, somebody's saying it in the chat. So what are you going to be doing, Harland in, Harland out? Thing is, we have no guarantee Harland will 100% be back after the blank game week. So if I sell Harland and we find out he's not out, I'm already not got him. So... Yeah, I'm happy using my transfer to get him back in if I need to. And yes, I know I'm going to be using transfers to get rid of Salah and Son the weeks after as well. But I just feel like, and this is why we've been chatting about it tonight, I feel like, especially with Solanke having that nice home fixture against Luton, I, I feel like that's a nice move to be able to make. And I can still get Haaland back in those two moves when I might want him back anyway. So yes, that is the way I'm wanting to move. There's not a lot of other people I really want to get, to be perfectly Are honest. You- is it 0.1 you're short of Archer to, to I think it, it might be 0.2 now. Solanke might have gone up 0.1. He had a rise on, I think it was yeah. Saturday night, he went up 1.1. Because I'm just thinking, I mean, obviously where you want to use your transfers is your defenders. Yeah. But and it's just it... a shame you're 0.1 short. Because then actually you would be an example of where 
let's say I had the exact money, I would just do Archer to Solanke before he before he rises. Yeah, but obviously I can't do that. Yeah. No, no, of course. I'm just thinking. I mean, if you could find point one elsewhere, and that defender on a defender, for example, and that defender transfer helps you in eighteen, and then it means you keep Harland as well. Because I, I think there are, you're close to a scenario where you could consider keeping him if he's definitely going to be back, you know, for that Everton game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, in my head, I've just been thinking, if I do keep him, I can't move Archer up to Solanke. So actually, there's not a lot else I'm going to be using or, or doing there with that money that's going to give me more points in the next two weeks. It's just, and I know this is what Seb will say, it's using those two transfers are the points you're going to be accumulating going to counterbalance the two transfers you're going to use to get rid of Haaland and get Haaland back? But we still have no guarantee Haaland will be back after that blank game week. And nobody knows that either. So it's, it's I think just that. Then that's, you could consider Alvarez. But when will Haaland uh, be back? It's really interesting, right? Because of course there's a scenario where you know, we get to game week 21, 22, and he's he's still out, and it was incredibly obvious to sell him. Especially, and chat have been mentioning this all night, which is some great sleuthing, as we've said, I think, you know, various family members, his dad, his brother, his whoever, have sold him in FPL, which I think is a really interesting piece of insight, and that, of course, suggests that he is injured for Palace at the very, very least, if not... I not. don't... But the, the other variable there is we don't know if they're any good at FPL. We don't know if... <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like when... Well, you know when, like, you see, like, professional players and we see their teams sometimes each week and it's like oh so-and-so's teammate has sold them and then they start or it's like yes they have inside info but that doesn't necessarily mean they're good at translating it to fpl or good at translating it to fpl in sort of like a forward-looking sense they could just definitely know harland is out for palace and maybe they didn't own salah and so i'm moving harland to salah or they know he's injured for one week so they're just taking that and making a move mm. I don't think it means he's definitely out for, you know, three, four or five weeks or anything, but it does heighten the chances, right? It does push me further towards him being out longer than if the opposite was true, if none of them had sold him, for example. I just want to say, because I think the fixture, even if, let's say we knew that Haaland before the deadline was out, who does it benefit the most? It benefits Alvarez, because you'll get, you'll get in that, like we talked about the penalty taker. So I actually think if a lot of us knew, and it was only going to be one week, you'd still do Haaland to Alvarez, even if it was potentially even for a hit maybe not and then just do Alvarez back to Haaland because Haaland's not had any price price increases so while I do think Haaland's out I don't think that the family members and friends doing that transfer is conclusive yeah because it was such a good fixture it was looted yeah I think I think I think that's a really good point I agree it's an easy it's not like you're having to destroy teams that's a better example than my Salah one yeah if they've just done Haaland to Alvarez because they know he's going to start and then they can reverse it jobs are good yeah Especially yeah, so with the blank as well, like you say, right? They know they've got a few weeks. It's just uh, it's just annoying because obviously I think defence is where I would be making the moves this week. But because of the Haaland one, it, that's where I feel like the most upside is in terms of making that move. And it's Solanke that I wanted this week and it just seems like a good opportunity to obviously get Solanke. And as I've said, I can get back to Haaland in that week. It just means I'm using all my transfers on them. But then I want Taylor for the next week and Mitchell could be going down next week he's the player that I would be kind of uh, downgrading to get back to Haaland again. So yeah, it feels fine to me what I'm thinking about doing, but I'm obviously going to wait till the end of the week anyway. Do you see that Asula started? I'm not saying you I get did. him. It, it just made me, he made me think of you and yeah, he is less than Archer. Just saying. Yeah, I had it, didn't I? <laughs> right. Rich, talk us through your team, my man. How's your best team looking? Um, Messy, but okay. Um, I'm, I actually can't remember which team I've sent you. 
Um, so I'm, I'm looking at my team, but it may, it may be different. Who's who's starting? Do I have do I have Pedro or do I have Harland starting? You you got Harland starting. Got Harland starting. Okay, so I think I've got the same team here. So at the moment, obviously I need to wait for Europe and stuff. Um, but I've got Pedro benched. Team so it's Dubravka, Saliba, and Gabriel home to Brighton, which I'm I'm more than fine with. I mean Arsenal. I know they conceded a lot of goals over the last two games, but they conceded very low XG numbers in both of those games. Mm. Admittedly, one of them one of them was Luton, but then the other one was Villa, which was obviously a great team goal early on. So I'm happy with those two Arsenal. Livramento, obviously Europe again, but he should be playing right back, which Trippier suspended, and then Simakas home to Man United. Palmer, Salah, Son, Saka. Most people's four, at least four of their midfielders, probably with Gordon as well, who I don't have. Then I've got Darwin at home to United and Haaland. So I don't know if Pedro's going to start. It's too early to know for that. And it's Arsenal away. So I don't particularly fancy him in that fixture. I could just do Pedro to Solanke. I think I'm quite happy with my team. Mm -hmm. But there could potentially be a hit for either Watkins or Alvarez. That's the bit I'm not sure about. It would help me with with price changes. Um, I I do want to have Watkins next week because while I think Son is the best captain, I'm not 100% on it. So I'd like to have the option, you know, option of both of them. Um, And what I don't want to do is not do the hit for Watkins. And then suddenly I think, oh, I wish I'd gone for Watkins, but I priced myself out. I'm going to do a hit anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) part of me thinks, but then there is that risk, isn't there? Like if I do the hit, Watkins gets injured. What? So you're taking a hit to avoid taking the exact same hit later? Potentially taking a hit. Potentially. Because there's not many of my players I'd want to move. Basically, I've got a whole plan in my head. There's a few different routes. I don't want to go too deep into it. But there's basically, it's going to be a hit this week or it's going to be a hit next week on most of mine. It's just going to be one hit, though. So I've got it all all planned out. Um, but there's different scenarios. There's scenarios where I just roll. There's scenarios where I just do the one transfer, which is Pedro to Solanke. And then there's a variety of hits. But to sum it up, in short, I'm going to be getting strikers in. And there's that watch list. You know, it's Watkins, it's Solanke, Alvarez. I don't think I'll use transfers anywhere else. I can't start looking at Saliba to Poro and all this kind of stuff. I don't have that luxury. Sorry, mate, I was talking over you a little bit there. I was just going to ask. um, It's basically to not play Simakas, right? Because assume Haaland is out, but you're making your one transfer, Pedro, to Solanke. So the next transfer would be to play, for example, Watkins over Simakas, effectively. Yeah, and I, to be honest, I don't actually mind that back four. So, yeah. I mean, that has been on my thoughts as well. I just think I do want... Basically, the, the, the route I like the most, and I'm very, very short on it, I'll do Pedro to Solanke, which I'm set on. I'll do Haaland to Watkins. Next week, I'll do Simakas to a Villa defender, which frees up a little bit of money. And then I can do Darwin back to Haaland. If Darwin back to Haaland backfires, Liverpool have got Burnley anyway. So that's the route I really, yeah. really like. But I could get priced out of it. And it okay. seems pretty good because I'd have Darwin. Are there, are there like alternatives that are a similar price? Say that again, sorry? Are there alternatives that are a similar price, that route? Like, you know, do you have another way of achieving that? No. Or is it really, it has to work it, for that It's genuinely the only way. The, okay. I mean, the other way I could do it, I could go to that. There's that Villa defender, Carlos, who's not nailed. Yeah. Do I want to be compromising on my, on my um, or maybe I could find a team that rotates better than Villa or as almost as good as almost as good as Villa. Yeah. But you do look at 18 with, with that game against Sheffield United. And, oh. I, I mean, I hear you. I'm obviously pretty hit averse. So, you know, take anything I say with that pinch of salt. I feel like you're just bringing a hit forward, 
even if it makes the hit more certain in the future, I think you wait because if it's not necessarily this week that you want Watkins for, or you want Simakas gone or something, what if Watkins get injured, gets injured this week? Now, I know that's like a really low probability, of course, mm. but just why would you, if you want a player in the future, get them as close to that future as possible if there isn't a reason to bring it forward? And I don't I necessarily I, think there's a reason to bring it forward. I do. No, I do. I do completely agree with that. And like I said, I could look at a different hit next week. Like, like you say, wait till Watkins at the last minute. Yeah. I just don't like it as much. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense, I'd, I'd need Fair to find like, yeah, a plan B if I get priced out and it might mean a compromise that annoys me. Like, you know, if, if instead of going for Pau Torres or Konza, I go for a, a more risky or I go for like, I don't know, a Bournemouth defender or, you know, something, something like that. Uh, oh, and shout out to David Monday, actually. With, um, I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fair I, was, play I wasn't to knocking. It, I just thought of the first team I could. No, went to Nessie. Fair play to him. 0.0% it is rank. I know. Fair <laughs> play. Imagine getting a hundred percent of a player's points. He's do, he's doing he's doing really well, isn't he? He is. He is. Yeah. So is Mr. Joe as well. Uh, oh, right. lovely! Oh no. <laughs> oh no, get them back on here. Oh no, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all gone downhill. Uh, Seb, talk us through your best team, my man. Uh, sure, my friend. Allow me just to pull it up real quickly for you. Uh, just what just while he does, by the way, over a thousand people in the chat. Make sure oh, you wow. like the stream, guys. It really really helps us. And thank you for joining us tonight. Make sure you go back and listen about the Harlan chat because we did talk about it for about half an hour. And I, that's quite, that's quite a few people, that, isn't it? One thing, there was a really good point in the chat that I forgot to mention. Trini says Watkins will be on pens with Louise out. Like, there's been a couple of people who say it could be Tielemans. Hmm. So Douglas Louise is suspended. Um, and Tielemans, Tielemans got a has knock. taken them in the past for various teams. Who has, he? sorry? Tielemans. Yeah. And, and he, he got a knock. He is. So them. there's potential that Watkins is on penalties. Obviously, we had an episode early in the season saying, is it good if Watkins is on penalties <laughs> yeah. or not? And the conclusion was, it was good. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. I wouldn't be 100% sure he definitely was, like, because obviously he got taken off them, didn't he? So are they going to now all of a sudden have confidence for him to take them? It depends, doesn't it? I mean, it's only and it's only one game week, but it does bump Watkins up a little bit. It, okay. yeah, yeah, if we were, you know, if we were putting this into a model, it's one of those, it doesn't push him to the top of a list. It just pushes him marginally yeah. up it, right? Because you're going, yeah. there is a, I don't know what call it. Call it a 60% chance. There is a 60% chance he takes a penalty in one match. Now, if on average a team gets six penalties a season, even eight penalties a season, obviously one match, that that's a low chance of getting a penalty, which he's not even 100% chance of taking. So it's very small, but it it does move the needle ever so slightly. And we need to re- wait for Tielemans news and stuff. But like, yeah, like you say, it's a tiny thing. But then he goes from a game where he's on penalties, potentially, to Sheffield United at home. Yeah. So anyway, I've, seen, I've done worse hits, put it that way. Seb, t- yeah, I bet you have. I keep, <laughs> I, keep forget, I keep forgetting that 18 is in two game weeks or basically yeah. one week in real life. Yep. Um, Seb, talk, so us through, talk us through Flag FC. Sure, that's not that bad. I don't think. I think your, yours were worse the last couple of weeks. Fun right? with flags. Uh, I'm not getting <laughs> defensive. You're getting defensive. Um, so I have David Imrah in goal for his two points. I have Pedro Porro, Gabriel, and Simicas. Uh, Son, vice captain. Saka, Palmer, Douglas Louise, who obviously now is suspended. I set this up, you know, before before the yellow card happened. Um, so I will need to make a change there. I've got Dallo on the bench at the moment. Uh, Harland has my captaincy, um, <laughs> which probably won't be the case, will it? Darwin up front probably. alongside him and Julian Alvarez. I then have Johnston, who has a flag, interestingly. I was not aware of that he's, one. Yeah, he's out, isn't he? Yeah. 
Oh, fair. I mean, never going to play him over Raya, but good to know. Maybe I need to make a Dubravka transfer in about seven weeks when I've dealt with my other problems. Um, Dallow on the bench with Mbumo and Trippier, who both are injured and suspended, respectively, so won't be playing in this next match. So obviously I need to drop D- Douglas Louise. That would mean playing Dallow. I have one free transfer. And I have Haaland in this team. So, like, there's probably a world where someone in my situation would just reverse the Haaland and Salah thing, right? Especially with so many people captaining Salah. But me personally, I don't think I'd do that. I think that's spending four points to go backwards. And hey, if Salah goes and scores a hat-trick, it would definitely come off. So if you're in my situation and you have more confidence than me in, say, Salah returning, go for that. Personally, I don't. So I would feel like I was spending four points just to take a step back in my sort of team's development. And I'd like it to keep it moving forward. So I would love to hold Haaland if I could, but maybe that's just a psychological slip because I've just moved him in and obviously it cost me and now I'm clinging to that. But I think what makes more sense for my team is, for example, to move Mbumo on and to play him over Douglas Louise, probably end up then just playing Dallow rather than spending four points on replacing someone else. Hmm. No, fair enough. I think it's um, I think it's interesting you mentioned there about the psychological kind of, I just got Haaland in, do I yeah. really want to get rid of him now? But actually, you can't think of it like that, can you? You've got to think about what is best for my team uh, in this week. I have, now that I have Haaland, I should think of it the exact same way as you two or anyone else. If Haaland is a sell, he's a sell for my team. It doesn't matter that I just brought him in, sunk cost, whatever fallacy that is, it's yeah. gone, it's happened, burn it, kill it. <laughs> Focus on your team now. Yeah. He says keeping Haaland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right, moving on to the comm team, and i got a little bit of a write-up for them. So the comm team got 59 points this week. They're doing okay. They made two free transfers. They sold Turner and sold Mbumo. They got in Dubravka and Sterling. Oh, that's a tough one, watching him get benched. But then obviously they didn't, you know, they lost 2-0 anyway. Uh, they got a green arrow and rose from 498k to 300 and 53 they're coming they're coming so they are beating rich but they are not beating myself and seb at the moment i've just had this image then of rich with a wrestling mask on it looked lovely they're called lucha libres <laughs> richard so. mexican rest mexican wrestlers yeah <laughs> so uh I'll probably so, pronounce that wrong uh, like yeah pedro yeah exactly so uh rich, so, rich uh, you have my as someone who is also falling down the ranks you have my full support i will yeah. take i will he, take I got no a green mic. arrow yeah <laughs> this is his best um, week in ages. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, oh, I meant I meant as in the com team will catch me next. I didn't oh, mean I see. Right so no, your, your is... team look your team looks good, Seb. It does look good despite what happened last Thanks, week. Mate. It's Rich funny, like, this time this 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 time two game weeks ago, last time we spoke, you two had a couple of flags and I was chilling, wasn't I? It's funny how yeah. quickly that changes. No, good I... example of this period of the season where you know lots of fixtures and lots of lots of FPL fixtures and lots of real life fixtures. Yeah. My my transfers have made my team worse. As in, there was a couple of weeks ago, I had the same team as Praz, but I had two free transfers, and I bought in Simakas and Darwin. And now I bought in Garnacho. It's why they call him a bus team, isn't it? You should have just got hit by a bus, Rich. It literally would have made... Wow. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Better. I shouldn't say that. No. Wow. <laughs> I, would right. be, I would then be beating the community team in anyway, hospital. But... Exactly. 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 Uh, so, yeah, you'd be getting three meals a day. You'd be loving life. Uh, so, moving on to uh, the community... Uh, no, we've done the community team. Moving on to the Q&A. So, oh, sorry, I've thrown myself off it. So, I ha- felt like I had to defend Seb because Rich has done nothing but attack him all night. So, Thanks, Seb, Seb started it and then... Seb started it. Oh my god, I'm a teacher at it during the day and I'm a teacher at night. Right, uh, so chuck us in your questions then, please. We have got over a thousand people in the chat still. Uh, I think we peaked at about 1,100, so thank you very much for joining us tonight. 
chuck us your questions. Please don't make them ridiculously team-specific because obviously that doesn't help lots of people. But if you have to, you have to. But just just let us know what your questions are. Uh, <laughs> Tristan Cox has asked, and I caught this as well, saying, why is Seb dressed like a medieval knight? There was a point where you looked up, because it looks like that's a bit of a chin strap as well, and you did uh, look like a medieval knight before they put the helmet on. Um, yeah, it's it's just the way you like to look, isn't it, Seb? Protect myself from red arrows, mate. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, he's on, good he's been one, on the set of Blackadder all that's afternoon. That's a good one, Seb. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, um, Harry Hill, fight, says Russell Baker. Um, <laughs> Omar, Gordon played like a million games in a row. If he plays 90 minutes against Milan and Barnes seems to be ready... Would you bench Gordon for Semenyo? Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah, both of you. Uh, so, Seb, what do you think? Thoughts on Gordon? Don't worry too much about the Semenyo one, but what do you think yep. about Gordon? I mean, I, I think the if is Barnes there, right? I do think... So we've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, that Gordon has been great. You sold him, obviously, and I think I advise you to sell him, so I'll take half of that as well. Because the fixtures weren't as good as they had been and because players were returning to fitness, it was tougher for him. And yet he has continued playing, continued getting a few points. So yes, at some point, his minutes will be more under threat. But potentially by that point, his place is also more secure. So the big if is Barnes. I think we need to know more. So I wouldn't be selling him unless he was injured or suspended or how, like literally said, it's time for a rest. Yeah. Um, Rich, Rasmus S says, would you use your free hit... If you only have three defenders, uh, sorry, if you have three defenders suspended, he's got Harlan injured and he's already done his transfer. I'd be interested to know what the transfer is. It yeah. really does depend what the defenders are as well. I mean, if he mm. sat there with like Trent, Liveramento and Saliba, or if he sat there with Cabore, etc. Um, oh, no, there's Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't free hit. There's got to be because, I mean, if you, the difficulty with this actually is obviously suspensions aren't injuries, so doing a big hit's not really going to resolve anything because they'd be back next week anyway. Yeah, actually, I can see the logic, but without seeing the team, I can't can't answer That's, that. I, I would prefer not to. And you know, if the defenders are bad, maybe it's time to move them move them on. Um, I mean, defenders are they going to score more than four on average anyway? Probably not. And, and also, if if you don't free hit this week, how below the average are you going to be? Ten points. Whereas if you free hit in a game week where it's double game week, how high? How much higher above the average are you going to be? Look at it that way. And I think you know free hitting in another week is the way to go. That's a lot of the suspended players are quite budget players, aren't they? Like, well, actually, apart from Trippier and Bruno, you've obviously got like Douglas Louise. Like, who are you going to move him to for a week? Um, Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor. What are you going to do with him? Because you can't go to Branthwaite because he he's suspended. Just to throw my beanie into that, if I may, I would be probably quite firmly on the side of don't free hit. That free hit is worth, what, 15 to 20 points? So legit, take a 12-point hit. Don't, but take a 12-point hit before you use that free hit. Because the other thing you would get with the hit, although you know you both have just said, um, this may not be the case, but the other thing you would get with the hit is you do get to keep those players. You know, you maybe could set your team up better for 18 or 19 or 20 or whatever that is, whereas the free hit, this it's this week only. So you're still back to those, okay, if the suspension's fine, but you're still back to those injuries, to those unideal picks, whatever it is. So, yeah, unless you're somehow going to clear 20-odd points with that free hit this week, which I don't think you are, don't do that. Uh, quick fire now then, boys. Seb, uh, it class Raman says, is it wise to do Gwehi to Senesi? Talk us through Senesi. Good pick? Uh, I say talk us through, sorry. Quick fire, Senesi. I, I think no off the top of my head, but I will admit to being undereducated on that. 
Uh, FPL Spartans, I haven't seen Scoutcast from the beginning tonight, but all of the game weeks to talk about goalkeepers, this is surely the game week. Rich, clear your throat and pray tell. Rich, talk us through your, your favourite goalkeepers at the moment. Um, I mean, I'm quite happy with Dubravka. I know there's been some news today that he's playing with injections and he's they're probably going to sign a backup in, in January, mm. but we're a few weeks away from that. So, I mean, if you've got him, I think just hold him. Um, when we get to doubles, then we can start looking at doing hits for goalkeepers. We can almost justify um, yeah. doing those hits if you've got a drop player and then the double combination. Um, obviously, we've had Sanchez is injured now. Um, Pickford, obviously, he's been brilliant, but after Burnley, it's Tottenham and City. So, I... I mean, what have we seen really from Arsenal keepers either? Obviously, Raya had that awful performance. Um, Allison's back. People are going to talk about Leno. I mean, he's obviously been good. It depends who you've got. I mean, I wouldn't be doing hits for keepers. There's bigger things to fry, yeah. unless you haven't got a keeper. Um, One thing I just want to throw in there as well, that yes, okay, hearing that a player is having injections or struggling with an injury is a certainty. We now know it exists. So many players, like genuinely just so many, are carrying things all season. You never hear about it. Like Read any of players' autobiographies, listen to them after they've retired. Every week, half that dressing room are getting pain-killing injections. Quick WWE, fire, isn't it? Quick fire. Stop mentioning autobiographies. Right, uh, Benjamin Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Walsh. Walsh. Really struggling with FPL right now. I've been leading my mini league from game week one up to game week 15. And now after three disaster game weeks in a row, I'm 50 points behind. Please help me keep perspective right now. So, Seb and Rich, just a quick inspirational I can, line. I can Seb, do that. What can you say? Um, I won't win it this year because the person top of our work league is currently 500th in the world. But I have won our work league something like four or three out of the last four or five seasons. And every year at Christmas, I'm miles off the pace. People who listen to FPL podcasts and stuff... Our points come when those wild cards and doubles come in the second half of the season when we have more data. That is where we make our gains. You are going to make 50 points up between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Rich? Yeah. And £25, you can get that. You can get Fantasy Football Scout for, for yourself for Christmas. Oh, oh Rich, you are, you are in the good books of Scout. It's, it's, now. it's also because like I don't want to do an inspirational message. I'm I like not... it. I don't think I'm very inspiring. Yeah, so, you, yeah. Need to ch- you need to you need to charge him for those, Rich. Uh, oh, Russell yes. Baker says, uh, "When's the best time to wildcard? Nineteen or twenty, Rich?" Do you know what? I feel like I've not looked into this enough, but I th- I think I would wait for twenty. Yeah. Personally, obviously, it's always going to be team dependent, but I'd want to wait as long as possible to get as much information as possible. As, yeah. as cheesy as that sounds, because obviously, if there's no double in twenty, that's why people were going in nineteen so they could triple captain mm. Harland. Now there's two spanners in that work, aren't there? That there might not be a double, and Harlan might be injured. Two spanners isn't good in works, is it, mate? Uh, it's Seb, not, what do you it's think? not ideal. <laughs> uh, 20. 20. Nice. Oh, quick fire. Seb's getting there now. Look at that medieval knight sat there in the middle. Uh, right. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us in the chat. Like I said, over a thousand people. Thank you so much. Uh, FPL Spartans, loving the interactions tonight, guys. Gold, when Rich said Seb started it. Andy, the teacher, took control. I bet you, you know find what? some stuff the kids find funny, though. I bet I bet some kids have, like, sworn at you and you've oh, yeah, giggled. Big time. Yeah, drop the yeah. C-bomb or something. Oh, there's been <laughs> some things that have been said. Yeah, not so much that. But yeah, okay. there have been some things where I've gone, no, and then turn around and start giggling. Uh, right. Rich, thank you so much for joining us, my friend. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I have. I have. And I'd like to apologise to Seb. I was only only joking. <laughs> it was funny, oh, though. <laughs> no, don't, don't apologise, my friend. It's entirely fair and entirely deserved. And Seb, I, I hope you enjoyed your evening. 
Oh, no, I did. I did. So, like, look, we're in a really privileged position, I think, where we get to come on here and talk about FPL. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes it can feel like there's a bit of pressure, obviously, to, like, know what you're talking about or to do well. But on the flip side, there are a lot of people who didn't have Haaland or didn't have Salah this week and have had a potentially sucky weekend. It sucked for me when it happened. And they haven't had the opportunity to come and have this cathartic, therapeutic chat, right? So I'm very, very lucky to be able to do that. And so I'm grateful that a bunch of people have come and shared it with us. And I quite genuinely feel better for having done it. So thank you for that. Ah, Good man. And thank you so much, like I said, to everybody that's watching this now. People that are watching it later, people are watching it Thursday, Friday, whatever it is. We do always appreciate it. So thank you very much. We will see you again next week. And we hope your arrows are green this week as well. Bye bye.